the show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Let's be honest. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I discovered that people honored my career more than my motherhood. But that's backwards because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness. I, I love that. I know it's the second time I've heard it, but I love the new intro. I just keep being, Michael, you are a genius. So thank you for that. Hey, it's Jenny. Welcome to all the moms out there, dads, families, kids, dogs, cats. I hope that this show is going to be a blessing to you today. You cannot believe what we're about to share. I am Jenny. This is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. We do focus on your amazing value as a mom in this world, because sometimes that is overlooked, as you know. All right, so I don't even know how to describe the value of what you're about to hear. This woman is the perfect gift for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day for our show. I believe she has the power to change your perspective and to help you feel the joy you crave in this season. If even if you feel terribly discouraged today, even as I'm speaking these words, she once was blind, but now she can see Karen Wingate coming up with a story that will inspire you and help you in your own life. Channel Mom will be right back in just one minute. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back. Merry Almost Christmas. Well, actually, some folks are going to be listening to this on Christmas and the day after. But Merry Almost Christmas for the live show. So glad you guys could join us. I do hope this is going to be just truly a blessing to you. You know, I, I analyze who should I have on, who sh- who's going to be a help to our audience of moms. Should we be talking about potty training and, you know, temper tantrums of toddlers and teens and helping you to discipline and things like that. Yeah, sometimes we need to help you with that. But other times you just need a story that's going to inspire you. And sometimes in a season like this, when you're supposed to be happy, but you're feeling discouraged because sometimes the holidays are hard and we all know that. So I do want to welcome our friends from all over the country who listen in Oklahoma, Texas, Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, as well as uh, Kansas, Colorado Springs, Idaho, and Denver, the folks who've been loyal to us for, I don't know, 10 years now. So glad to have you on board. All right, so here is the deal. I wasn't kidding. It's like the song. She once was blind, but now she can see, and she's got a miracle to share with you that can speak into your own life 
you don't have to have gone through blindness to, to get the message here that is just going to be huge, I think, for some moms today. I really do hope so. But first, I want to go to something. She's going to talk to you about transformation today, and I'm going to introduce her in just a second. But Channel Mom is in the business of transforming mothers' lives, of showing them their value, of showing them their importance as they're raising up that next generation and the world's depending on them to do it well. So we're in the business of transformation and we go and help moms who are homeless and moms who are single and struggling and moms who are in prison. And oh my goodness, our, our prison ministry is just growing. And I, I hope no matter how you feel about people who've committed crimes, that you can appreciate that if we can go in and, and help these moms to recognize that they can still be mothers and reconnect with their children and to lead them into something better than incarceration, then that is a win. So here is a, a graduate from our very first class testifying to what the class that we give, Channel Mom Gives, did for her. It, it helped me to take accountability for the things that I've done in my life mm -hmm. and how I'm going to change that to become a better mother for my children. The ultimate goal is to be a better mom. Yes. And I'm so grateful for, for that soundbite and just that testimony that you guys can see what a difference that we can make out there. Channel Mom is in prisons and in homeless shelters and everywhere you can be. If you ever want to support us, we'd love it. If you just want to pray for us, we'd love that as well. But if you want to support us, you can go to channelmom.org. There's a donate button right there if you want to become a partner, if you want to keep us on the air, if you want to help us help moms in prison. I'd love to hear from you too if you've got some insights on that. You can find us at info at channelmom.org, info at channelmom.org. So grateful for all of our precious donors and everybody who listens to this show. Oh my goodness, it is a Christmas gift to me and I hope I can give you a Christmas gift back today. Uh, with this author. Every mom out there, I, we love you and we value you. So here you go. She is the author of With Fresh Eyes, 60 Insights into the Miraculously Ordinary from a Woman Born Blind. Her name is Karen Wingate, and we're so grateful to have her on the show. Welcome to Channel Mom, Karen. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're so grateful. And I got to give a shout out. I got to give a shout out to my executive assistant, Michelle. Sometimes I don't know how I do anything in life without Michelle. I don't know how I did anything before Michelle. It's, I mean, I can't say that. I was, you know, I was going to say before Christ and BC, but I can't say what B because it doesn't sound good. But anyway, before Michelle, it was, yeah, I'm so grateful for her. All right, Karen, now to you. You've got such an incredible story. So, so people aren't going to get it. Like, how could she be born blind and now she can see? It's, it's, you know, like the Bible story, honestly. Um, you had very, very, very limited vision. You were, you were legally blind. So can you set it up for, for how you didn't see and then you could see? Can you just set us up, you know, how? you existed for over 50 years? I was born with a genetic defect, basically, that was underdeveloped eyes and presented with a number of problems, the major one being um, congenital cataracts. And the doctors described that I probably could see nothing more than what you could see through an industrial strength shower curtain, basically light and dark and maybe a splash of color. I had eight childhood surgeries that brought my vision up a little bit and with strong bifocals at least allowed me to read things that were very close up. I, I said that I lived within a six-foot bubble, um, and anything beyond that, I, I, it was just gone. I, you know, I, I just basically saw a blurry blobs. So my world was full of blobs. Yeah. But my mother just really emphasized to me, You've got two eyes, use them. Use what you have. And so I grew up um, living in a normal world. I went to, to public school when mainstream wasn't even available. 
And I, I learned to use the limited resource I had and to be thankful for what I had. Yeah, and we should mention, and I should have mentioned this right out of the top, you have lived a quote-unquote normal life uh, in that you are married, you have a wonderful husband, you have children, right? You're a mama. Yes, um, yes. And, and so you did persevere, and I picture you, and I hope this isn't in any way offensive to you, but I picture you sort of bent over, looking through these very thick glasses at the world, being seen as disabled or differently abled and, and sort of having to live like that for many, many years. I don't know how you got through it without feeling sorry for yourself and, and crying on your own behalf all the time. But but somehow you were thankful. You did press on with, you know, thankfully your mom, let's just, you know, emphasize the importance of her mother there, the power of a mom. She told you that you could do this and you did and you had in, in many ways a quote unquote normal life, correct? I did have a normal life, and I I am a very stubborn person. Yeah, and if Thankfully. somebody said you can't do that, I said, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I probably did some things foolishly that I shouldn't have." Um, but no, nothing nothing stopped me. Yes, I had my days of I wish I could drive, um, but I I also developed that sense of okay, there's more than one way to do anything. Yeah. And my mother really encouraged flexibility. Um, my family was just so good at getting me, um, you know, bringing me close to things or stopping and pointing out things and just really trying hard to get me to see things in the world. And I and I became very adept at, at almost lying to them. They said, do you see that airplane? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, just to get them off my back. And yeah. they figured out very quickly that I was faking it. <laughs> Yeah, but, but in a way, it's, my family tried to include me in, in their yes, world. Yes, and you were sort of doing that fake it till you make it thing. And and so I want to set people up for the story, the miraculous story of how you could finally see and, and those first moments of, and it took a little while. So once again, God often makes us wait. And it was sort of like, I, I think I'm going to be able to see better because of the doctor. But anyway, I want you to just set it up and, and then tell us what happened. And then I want to get to more than ever, I want to get to, or more than anything else, I want to get to, you have 60 insights in this book about seeing with fresh eyes and and I want to to get you to begin to offer the inspiration that you offer in the book to all of us about how we can see the world with fresh eyes and how we don't need to be afraid all the time and dreading all the time and worried all the time and not seeing what God really has for us because you have that sort of gift of of having been born blind and now you get to see see all the good of God so so I want you to set it up and and tell us about you know how how you were blind and then you went in and something miraculous happened after my eighth childhood surgery I was nine years old and I figured out that surgeries weren't helping and I was I I realized I was different from other kids and I was discouraged And I said something to my mother, and she said, God can do miracles, Karen. Well, those were strange words to me, but I took her at her word, and I started praying that God would heal my eyes. Yeah. Well, nothing happened. And so I changed my prayer to, God, just help me cope. Help me get through life with this visual impairment. And and as we've already discussed, he did and stayed. He just showed up and was so faithful and, and allowed me to have a normal life. And I learned to be content with I, what I had. You know, realized I knew no other life. I kn- didn't know what it was like to see better. Yeah. I also knew that because of my underdeveloped, fragile eyes, the day could come. I instinctively knew that I could lose the rest of my vision. So then when I, I had a torn retina at age 55, I thought, this is it. 
Yeah, I want oh. and I want to interject. Let me interject, please. This story is very personal for me because my papa um, basically got his eye knocked out as an eleven-year-old, um, and they couldn't repair it at that stage. So he has one eye, and he has mm-hmm. n- and now is eighty-five years old, and mm-hmm. is you know has the things that you get when you're eighty-five, and he is worried about turning you know be- becoming blind. And so when you yeah. began to tell this story, I thought. I, I, I look forward to my papa hearing this, the hope of, of oh. your story. So, so I want you to continue now. Thank you. Okay. So the doctor decided to go ahead with surgery, even though it was a tremendous risk. And he even warned, warned me, you might come out of this worse than ever. Yeah. Um, the night before the surgery, my dear sweet group of women um, and my Bible study prayed for me. And one woman prayed that God would give me better than ever vision. And I thought, honey, you don't understand. My vision's so bad. We're going to get. We're going to be good to get back what I've lost. Yeah. Um, from the torn retina, and the surgery was done under local anesthesia, and it was taking longer than I thought. Well, unknown to me, the doctor was doing some cleanup from all those childhood surgeries, and doing the repair. And near the end of the surgery, he said, "Mrs. Wingate, I usually don't like to make these kind of predictions, but I think I can guarantee." that you will have better than ever vision. And that's exactly what your friend prayed for. And that's what my friend prayed for, those very words. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so at, tell me how that unfolded then. Well, with retina surgery, you have to lay on your face for two, for one to two weeks um, to let things heal. And, of course, I'm laying on my tummy thinking of what is better than ever going to look like. I had no clue. I didn't know how much better it was going to be. Now, I want your, your listeners to understand, I do not have 20-20 vision, but anything I gained was far more than what I'd had before. Yeah. You didn't um, even know what it was going to be like to see. You, all you had was sort of, you were blind. I mean, you could see sort of images passing right. in front of you, but you couldn't see colors. And, and yeah, yeah. I could see colors, but I couldn't Not the see real ones. The, you know, um, I couldn't see clear de- details or definitions of things. And so jumping ahead, once my vision cleared and I was allowed out of bed and I got new glasses, suddenly I could see a world that I had never seen before. I could see the vibrant colors of sunsets, that there were more than five stars in the sky. I could see the texture and topography of dirt. We all laughed because the very first thing that I could see were the clear numbers on a bathroom scale. Yeah. No, it's okay. Come on, God. What a sense of humor. <laughs> well, but it, you know what? You told that poetically. And by the way, when I said you couldn't see color, I just meant you pulled uh, uh, something out of the laundry. And, oh, yeah, that, yeah. And you couldn't really, yeah. ha- you didn't really see the color until you became, you know, until you were able to see. I mean, you only saw it as very, very pale, and then suddenly you could see this fuchsia. And so that's kind that's of what right. I was referring to. But hold on. I want to do the bathroom scale thing. I think most women can identify with this. I don't even own a scale because I just I think it's bad for us. I don't like to look at numbers <laughs> on a scale. Um, but you said for all those years you had to have somebody else look at it and say, guess how much you weigh after your Christmas meal. You know what I mean? And, and it was not the yeah. first thing you wanted to see. So you had gotten on the scale. And that literally was the first thing that God let you see was numbers on a scale, like to see how much your vision had changed, right? 
Right, you know, and and I was used to bending over double and then guessing on the low side to to, uh, know what my weight was. (laughs) Yes, yes, so you got to see those numbers. Well, and I want to get into some of the lessons, because you did talk about dirt, and that you saw the richness of dirt, and I thought, I never thought about the richness of dirt. You saw all the different colored particles, and and you just, I thought, my goodness, she, and then you expanded how it holds the world together, and I've never thought of dirt like that, and and, and you were able to see it in a new way because you went from blind to sight, and and I and I love that about you. So I'm going to read a couple of quick things, and then I want you to expand on the lessons that you have for moms and for those who are discouraged during the holiday season and those who want to see the world in a different way as you were able to. So first of all, you say this at one point in the book, God never expects us to suck it up and suffer silently when we encounter those agonizing seasons of life. And then you were facing a mammogram at one point and you thought, what if God allows me to have cancer and be blind at the same time? And this was just be not long before your surgery. And you say this, and I think a lot of people can identify with this. You and I have limits on what we can handle. We're human, fallible and vulnerable. But God has no restrictions. The questions to ask or the question to ask ourselves is not how much we can handle, but how much he can handle. The answer is all of it and more besides. And then you ask this wonderful question. Do you fear that life might give you a one-two punch? Do you question why God allows you to face your current struggles? Or deep down, do you wonder if you were strong enough to cope, fearful you might be let down, and the Lord you love, by the Lord you love, by your knee-buckling faithlessness? And, and, and I thought, I think everybody can identify with this because I do this all the time. I do the worst case scenario thing. I think, what if he gives me more than I can handle? What if he takes this or takes that or makes me sick? I went through breast cancer three years ago and it was stage one. He didn't give me more than I could handle. But but I just love that you are speaking to people and say, hold on, let me reframe um, this for you. Yes, you may fear. Yes, you may look at the world and think, what if he gives me a one-two punch? Yes, maybe you're going through something that you think you can't handle. But you came out the other side of being blind and then seeing and thinking, God is better than we know because I can now see it clearly. So can you talk about that? You know, um, I, I think the big question we need to be asking ourselves is, if the worst happens, will my faith stay intact? Will I say, Lord, but if not, if you know, if if you don't rescue me from this, will I still stay faithful to you? Will I still believe that you will stay with me? And you know, it is okay to grieve. It is okay to ask the big questions. It is okay to say, God, I don't like this very much. Jesus did that when he faced the cross the night before in the Garden of Gethsemane. But he was willing to say, not my will but your will be done. Lord, I'm willing to go through whatever you have for me because I know you're not going to leave me. I know you're going to get me through this. I know that you've got something better than ever planned for me. And so we can we can walk through whatever God has for us knowing that he's going to get us through it. No, we can't do it because we're too weak. We're human. But he is God, and I think this is the big thing I learned through, through all of this, is God can do anything because he's God. That's what makes him God. Yeah. And so he's going to carry us through it because he has that capability. Yeah. Well, But you have kind of a... You went to the most negative thing there, and you say it in the book. You say, look, if the worst happens, will you still believe that God is faithful? But you also have a very optimistic outlook now, now that you can see. And, you know, Publishers Weekly spoke about your book, and I love what they said about 
how you put trusting God out there. And they suggest that you prove that choosing to trust God for his protection is a mindset, an intentional decision made before danger happens. And 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 I, I just loved your sort of hopeful, cheerful almost new vision of the way we can see God if we choose to, that even in the midst of what seems tragic or extremely difficult or um, unending or discouraging, you say, "Uh, uh, uh, I now know that you can see God with fresh eyes. Tell me why you know that. What about being blind and then seeing gave you a new vision of God that can give the rest of us hope? You know, I I think... It, it wasn't just a miracle that God gave me better vision, but I believe he also planned the things that I would see for the first time. I expected to see big and beautiful things or the stereotypical things that people always talk about, but instead he let me see ordinary things that just proved over and over that he was in the ordinary small moment and and that he had this all planned out for me. You know, he had it planned that I would see dirt. He had it planned that I would see snow geese flying just right over my head. I mean, it was it was almost as if he had that gift planned for me. I mean, it, it just convinced me over and over again of not only his power and capabilities, but also his personal interest in me. Um, and I think that just convinced me beyond a, a shadow of a doubt of, of his power, his love, his personal interest in each one of us. Yeah. That he's in there with us in all of this. Yeah. You're not afraid. And and, and that is a refreshing perspective, especially as somebody who w- went through a lot for 50 years of your life. And you have this new fearless faith. And, and I appreciate that about you. And I think a lot of moms w- like that about you, uh, will like that about you, rather. Um, so what are some of your favorite lessons? We've only got about eight or nine minutes left. What are some of your favorite lessons that you learned through being blind and then being able to see and, and wanting to share that in your book with fresh eyes, with people like us, what, what are some of your favorite lessons that you want to make sure moms hear today on, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to, to encourage them that, that uh, from blindness to sight taught you so much about who God is and how he takes care of us? I think, um, oh my, oh my, <laughs> um, Two come to mind. One was was seeing sunrises and sunsets, and just re- realizing the the complexity and all the ingredients that go into a sunset. Just realizing that God is not a practical or functional God. He is lavish because He can. You know why spare any expense? He's God. He's got it all. He's got all the resources. Yeah. And and the connection there is if He is so lavish with a sunset won't he also be so lavish with me? And he is. He's lavish with his grace. He's lavish with his love for me. He's lavish every day with his mercies and his blessings, even though I don't deserve it. And then the the second example is is what I was talking about, the snow geese. Um, I talk about how I heard the geese in a field a couple of miles away, and and almost childlike, I said, oh, God, I still want to see the snow geese because I really wanted to see geese for the first time. And suddenly, just two two lines of geese flew, not a mile away, Mm -hmm. not a block away, but they flew right over my street, 50 feet above my head. And I thought, wow, 
you know, the God who had the power to create snow geese also has the power to alter their paths for one woman who wants to see. Mm. And his incredible love for me just overwhelmed me. But he does care that much for each one of us. And, you know, whatever situation any of us are in, that's something for us to remember is if you ever feel alone or that nobody cares, no, 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 God cares. God knows. God cares. He's with you. He's with you in the dark. He knows what's happening to you, and he knows how he's going to get you out of it. I know. It's. I mean, you made me cry with that story. It, it is lavish, and, and there is so much that we overlook even in the science of it, of a sunset, that it is so intricate and and, and it, with the purpose of being lovely for us. I mean, who else is going to see it and enjoy it but us, the ones he created? So so bless you for that message, Karen. Um, I hope this is a Merry Christmas gift for somebody or a lot of people that needed to hear it today. How do they find you and the book, Karen? You can go to my website, www.karenwingate.com and I have a link to um, the various places you can purchase my book. Um, you can also purchase it through uh, Amazon, Barnes Nobles, all the regular book um, selling venues. Yeah, yeah. And you sound like you have a wonderful husband, by the way. So Merry Christmas to, to him and to you and to, to your family and, and God bless you. Thanks for sharing your story uh, of the book with fresh eyes. Karen, thank you for being on Channel Mom, my dear. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, take care. All right. I hope that, I mean, we didn't even scratch the surface. She had so many lessons in that book about um, going from being blind to being able to see and and what that taught her about the the intricacies and the beauty in those intricacies of, of the God who made us. So I just, I love her message. I hope that is just helping you have a new perspective if you're struggling in this season. That's one reason I chose to have her. How much time do I have, Michael? <laughs> Okay, 30 seconds. Hey, remember to check us out, channelmom.org. Man, you know, I feel fortunate in this time. I'm glad that I'm a mama and I have a family and I have friends and I have my church and I have my parents. And yeah, I'm just very grateful. I hope you can find something to be grateful for. I'm so grateful for you, our audience. May God bless you. Merry Christmas, you guys. Let's celebrate Jesus. So grateful. Bye-bye. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.